Welcome to the Apprenticeship Diaries, where raw meets refined. Let's be real, we're still working on refined. <laughs> what it took, what it takes, and the stories that are made. Join us as we learn from professionals about how their stories begin. So if you're listening right now, I, of course, chose a day to record where there's lawn mowing going on in the background. I don't have an official studio. So you get the melodic tones of mowing lawns in the background. Thank you for tuning in. It is Tuesday. Let's see, July the 11th. July the 11th. That's awesome. And uh, I'm coming to you late. I'm going to call this diary entry walking backwards as it's something that I really need to do. My mother gave me that tip and I find it very ironic because I think that that's something you have to do when you reach moments in your life when you are arrested and everything that you're doing as I feel like I have been. Everything that was going fine for me, everything that you know, by all accounts, it's illogical to change because it was affording me so much, literally. And I, I think it's important to kind of dial back and reestablish foundational understanding of what brought you to that point. And uh, for me, I realized that I had kind of lost my bearings in a lot of ways. You know, I think first what I did was kind of limit my, my clientele in tattooing. This all started 2020, so this is nothing new if you've been listening to the podcast for a while. The other thing was is that I uh, started looking at old artwork of mine. I know that sounds weird, but it it wasn't intended to be old artwork of mine as a mission. It was intended to organize my house. You know, I was kind of in my house in 2020 a lot. And so there was a lot of opportunity to go through things I hadn't seen in a while and look at them. And what I realized was, is that I had kind of strayed away from a lot of passion projects that I had where I was really trying to seek exactly what I'm seeking now. It's just that they had different colors to them. In fact, one of the things that I found was this, um, you know, this is in the day of MySpace. I found uh, this, this awesome set of images that I had created to hopefully start a website. I had no clue about how to start a website. I was, you know, just, just seeing that all of these digital spaces were opening up for people to customize and individualize and MySpace was offering a lot of that so I was really excited by the potential of that and I created a um, company that I hope to start called Serpentine Images and it was an imaging company and it was uh, it was basically like the uh, I believe it's called it's not the Caduceus it's the the snake that eats its own tail essentially on my back my first tattoo I talked about it I think in my very first 
podcast. I can't, I can't recall. But my very first tattoo is reminiscent of a dream that I had of snakes eating each other in a spiral. And there were seven snakes. And a snake eating its own tail is kind of how I, I view consciousness in a lot of ways. Like, you know, we can't rob ourselves of, of our nature to, you know, be grounded here on earth, but we, but we can reflect and we can digest what we ourselves do. And it was very much so about accountability and it was about kind of evening out a destructive force and putting that tone on creation. It was really cool. I, I would definitely design them differently now. But I thought the essence of the idea was super cool. And I was like, wow, you know, like, I was on to a lot of neat things as a younger person. I created a lot of awesome art as a younger person. And I, I think a lot of that was because I was in such a, a, a bubble of information, of learning, of, of all of that. I've always really enjoyed that learning space where the pressure is super on you and you're given tasks to perform. And I always shined there. Uh, the issue with me is that I have an adult attention deficit, or at least that's what I was diagnosed with by my therapist. And she said, you know, given systems, given controls, you're really good at following the rules. You're really good at getting all the stars, A++. But when you're left up to your own means, you get really passionate about something, but because you don't know how to walk yourself through these systems, nor know how to delegate people, I really don't know how to do that. I've been, I've expressed that several times on this podcast. I remember part of my, my talk with Halo and his apprentice at the time, I, I was like, you know, this is, uh, you know, it's, it's really hard for me to delegate and uh, create systems that I know work for me, let alone other people. Um, the system that I have that works for me, I think is just, it's God driven. I think it's just a, an act of constant inspiration. I, I deduce it to almost, it's almost, it, it's not insanity because it ends up working out. The needle moves and I, my life progresses and it's fantastic, but it's very counterintuitive. And I just, I can't shake that now. It's so ingrained into my integrity that I can't do what people say is smart. I have to do what I feel is necessary and what will move the needle in a direction that I feel is correct, purposeful, and invoking the most kindness and joy and betterment of everyone involved. And that doesn't always seem like the smartest decision. And a lot of times when that's what you're seeking, you have to really pause for a long time. And sometimes you have to draw back. A Ricoism is that sometimes you have to, you know, like, you know, knowing the right thing to do is like drawing back a bow and arrow. You have to draw it back 
take proper aim. Breathe as you loose. And that way you'll actually hit your target instead of just, you know, firing randomly and quickly and irreverently. You're going to waste a lot of time and energy. I've definitely done that too, by the way. Um, I mean, obviously, I, I'm, I have adult ADD, so so I've definitely scattered my energy in a lot of places that really didn't push me forward. I, I do think it pushed things forward, though, and I don't think it was unnecessary or irrelevant. Because obviously, as I'm talking about this, I was able to, in a moment where I found myself kind of locked in, able to look back and assess some things that I had done prior, and they helped guide me forward. So essentially, what's happening right now is I'm searching. I want and wanted for a while to recommit myself to learning. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but that's where the apprenticeship diaries is at this point. Now, like I said, if people are coming to me and offering interviews and diary entries, I'm happy to highlight my friends. And if I'm really inspired to like get at somebody, it'll be much like, um, Mike Fisher, Du Bois last week where I just, I had to meet him. I mean, he's another podcaster. And like I said, uh, he's really podcasting uh, in, a, in a vein that I, I really aim to podcast like for tattooing. Um, but he's doing it well and he's doing it, I think, the way it was meant to be done. And I'm so happy that I got a chance to talk with him, meet him, look at what he's doing. And just, I'm, I'm so pleased at the podcast he's created and it's so new and it's awesome. So definitely if, if you haven't yet, go check that out. Um, I'm a little embarrassed that my friend Wyatt, uh, Cecil, he, uh, he was on the podcast and I didn't know that he was. And, uh, I said, you should really check out Mike's podcast. He's like, I'm number four in in the episodes. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm new. I just learned of his podcast. I'm so lame. I was like, I have to listen to it, which admittedly, Wyatt, I haven't listened to it yet, but I do want to. Um, I've just been in such a, a passionate state right now. And that's what I'm about to communicate to everybody. So there's a list of things that I want to do. I finally know what I want to do. And this is going to be a relatively shorter podcast. Uh, I I don't want to compromise most people's weeks with this because as I'm saying, there is a lot that you could do with this time that you're spending with me. There's a lot of other podcasts, Mike's, for example, you know, the tattooed mind that you can go and you can Take the time that you usually spend here and invest in something really, really cool. But these are these are my goals moving ahead. And I'm sorry for the added noise, but my cat's trying to get through the door. <laughs> um, I want to start walking backwards because that's something that my mother told me would be really good for my knee. So at the bare minimum, do that every single day. The other thing is, is that every Tuesday, which is today's Tuesday, uh, Rico and I have dedicated to doing wood carving together. 
whether Dremel work or carving, carving, but we, but we're really passionate about investing both of us in wood carving. Uh, I don't know where it's going to take us, but Rico, as I've, I've kind of shouted out on the podcast and I'm going to involve this in today's, uh, shout outs for his oddball rifle club, but he is really into muzzle loaders and you know, who knows this could, this could produce some really awesome custom build muzzle loaders in the future. But we, we, we have this passion to do this together and both of us love art and, and crafting and putting our hands to work. So this is a happy space for a relationship and our, um, our love of just life and celebration. So wood carving will be done. And then also, uh, I've been wanting to do calligraphy now for a little bit. I just... I think it's because I've been on my phone too much, uh, if I'm being honest. But in my time, really, really, I think, looking at a lot of things, the, the videos that I see that cause the most peace for me are the videos of watching people write these beautiful, beautiful, elegant strokes of the hand are just so incredible to me and it's weird because I I was never attracted to any of these things like illuminated text and all of those things like I, th- I thought they were amazing when I when I thought about what it took just to do a page of one of those illuminated manuscripts I, I was in awe but I was never inspired to do it myself and uh I guess it just, it, it took me watching somebody do it, watching somebody over and over again, and then kind of feeling how I felt as I experienced it. It was so gratifying. And uh, so I, I really, really wanted to do it and have wanted to do it. Uh, I remember I, I got as a young kid, my mom got me, it was my mom or somebody gave me a speed ball and I've actually put a picture of it up or a reel up of it, a speed ball, um, calligraphy set full of nibs. And I remember as a kid trying it out, the only ones that I really liked were the really pointy ones because I did like, you know, the quill and ink, like dipping in and doing artwork with, those kind of instruments. But when it came to the different nibs that would give you different kinds of, you know, thickness and thinness and uh, control of the line, I just, it, it was so controlled. As a child, I, I was overwhelmed. It was so, so difficult to do that I, I completely discounted it. Because I don't know if you guys have noticed, but anything for me that requires consistency and uh, I just lose a lot of interest in uh, quickly. Um, I want to vary it. And even in this exploration of calligraphy that y'all have seen so far, I'm, I'm not just sticking to one, one font, one calligraphy style. I really want to, in the beginning feel out the different tools and really see what I can produce with them and then hone and hone and hone. But what I'm 
what I'm really, really, really noticing about myself as I'm diving into this is that the level of hand control that you need is, it's so important. And just the angles, the precision, everything. It's just, it's so needed. And then, I don't know, it's super hard. (laughs) It's super, super duper hard. Um, When you, so Rico tried it last night and it was almost within seconds that he was like, yeah, I'm done. Um, he, He picked up a nib that he was like, what does this one do? And I was like, I don't know, man, check it out. And I, I, at one point handed him one of my, uh, writing tools and it, it was crazy because at first I thought he had broke it because he just puts his, his big hands down, you know, with, I think just kind of like, you know, normal pressure that he would use for you know, normal instruments, and all of this ink just spouted everywhere. He thought he exploded the, the instrument. And I was like, oh, my God. He just, you just wrecked my, my pen, but he didn't. It was just that it it didn't work. So, you know, getting the angle, getting the, the precision, you know, automatically he, he was like, oh, my Lord, this is so hard. This is, this is a lot. Go on Instagram and subscribe to Oddball Rifle Club if you're interested in muzzle-loading rifles and black powder firearms. And it's like jujitsu for me, guys. Like, when I look at it, it's so calming, it's so peaceful, it makes sense, it's, it's so evocative, and I'm so enamored by the people who do it and how they do it, and I can see it. And I think, you know, like, oh, I... I get that, you know, like that, whatever. And like anything that looks easy, you know, when it's done well, is so hard when you actually do it. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to self-teach this. I just ordered a bunch of stuff that should arrive tomorrow. I'm super excited. Um, the other thing that I think I'm going to do too, is that since this is the apprenticeship diaries, I, you know, I have a whole shop full of, um, stuff for the apprenticeship diaries that I've created, swag and whatnot. But I'm also, I think, going to create like an Amazon store too with affiliate codes. And if anything that I try within any of these ventures that I get off Amazon, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna create links for you guys to go and, you know, just put it out there, you know, that, that I'm going to be an affiliate of these things and hopefully try to sell some of them and, uh, you know, uh, by proxy, you know, advertise good products that I think I like and try to earn just a little bit of cash for this podcast because, you know, four years in, I, I really haven't uh, done much in the way of earning money. That's not the point. But eventually you do have to do that. You know, the big thing with me is, is that I want integral integral advertising. I want to only support the things that I really believe in. You know, recently I just found out that Spotify, uh, cut off my podcasts, um, at I think the, the 70th, 70th episode mark. Like they're not, 
they're not showing the episodes that came prior. And I get it, you know, I'm I'm not a money earner. I'm not a top, you know, like I'm not Joe Rogan. I'm I'm nowhere near. Like he's like, "Oh, he's getting offered like so much money from Spotify just to be exclusively on their platform." You know, that's hashtag goals, folks, but you know, even just even just earning a little bit of money. Uh I I do have a donation button on the website. It's the apprenticeship diaries com. So for anybody that wants to visit the website, you know, there is a donate button that will offer a bit of a bit of money to the podcast. But, you know, I, I really do want to create a community. I really want to tell you guys about some cool things that I think are amazing. And uh, if any of these things that I order off of Amazon are really great, I'd like to shout them out. I'd like to I'd like to have all of you check them out. I want to uplift the products that I find good and really amazing. And I also want to make a point of writing good reviews for each of these products as well. So I have a mission. This is a, it's a big mission. And the, and the bigger one is, is that the source of my calligraphy practice will be the Bible. I've decided that I want to be in the Word every day, and I figure if I put myself every day to practicing calligraphy and doing a verse in the Bible, wow, I'm hoping that I won't even have to finish the Bible before I start getting good at calligraphy, but I, I think it will be an amazing thing. And I might even have more steam for more than one verse a day if I get good at calligraphy. And I think that that would be an amazing practice. It also challenges me in a way that is multidimensional because typically, if you're an artist, you'll find this. When you're writing something with the intent of making it look really good, you're not really thinking about spelling it correctly and you're really not using that kind of your brain to suss out whether or not your, I think, like you're really reading it. So this is going to be a multi-point thing. I have to read it, understand it, write it, copy it, actually follow it as I do it and be hyper attentive to all these different aspects. I just think it's going to be an amazing practice, uh, an amazing meditation on things. And I'm really excited to see how long I can do, how long I can do this. I'm hoping I can do it, you know, until I complete the Bible and I can show the progress of that within pictures and within practice and just have this really cool transcription to leave behind. Because, you know, folks, I, I, I think I've mentioned it before on the podcast, but, but an aim for me when I die, and, and I've even discussed this at church, you know, I get a lot of eye rolls, but, you know, it's been told to me my, by my pastor, and this is really cool because I, w- I was kind of dashed in this want for when I die, you know, people are talking about, well, you should keep your body intact, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, you know, separate the bones and 
and all of that. But my general feeling is, is God created everything. And I feel very confident that if I am to be again and be resurrected, that what happens to this current body from this lifetime is not going to even matter. That as far as I can tell, the restoration of my body will be the most perfect, the most amazing, even beyond what it is right now. And I will be fully restored. So I don't really think that it matters how I ask for my body, my remains, the shell that contains my soul to be handled afterwards. I think no matter what, God will be able to restore uh, what was lost, uh, a, a soulful body that is perfect and devoid of whatever happens here and now. So that being said, you know, I've said it before, but I'll say it again because I mean it and I want those who know me to defend this for me. You know, they say that you have to write it down. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll do it in calligraphy. But I really want to be made into pencils after I die. I want my ashes to be compressed in the graphite. And I want to be in a pencil. And I want written on the pencil, inscribed, use in moments of inspiration. I don't want anything about me on the pencil. I just want to be in the pencil. And I want to be a part of the marks that people make moving ahead in this life because that is, that is something that is truly dying moving forward in this world. Like in, in the saddest way, folks. You know, AI, digital recordings, all of this stuff. If it's kept in the cloud, you know, this, this external hard drive that's uploaded to this huge massive server that might not, that might not exist or persist beyond certain events of this world. It's lost. It's lost forever. And, and we think about societies where we can't reconstruct what they did. Like no matter how much technology we throw at it, we just can't figure out what they did. You have to wonder did they get to a point where they stopped making things by hand or they defaulted to all this technology to make items for them so much so that that the the the, the human ability to construct these objects and these things were lost and i do think that that's what levels the society eventually is when people stop stop communing with their hands and their connection to materials and and they stop playing with them so i don't care what people write people always say well what do you want people to write with that pencil or what if somebody chews on it or what if your kid gets a hold of it i'm like i don't know man like that's not my responsibility after i'm a pencil i'm dead you know like i'm dead i'm in a pencil now i don't know the only thing that i want to have my name on it is a pencil sharpener, a little pencil sharpener that will be given with the pencil to anybody that attends my funeral. This is all a plan, by the way, guys. Like, I, I mean this. So I hope all of you will come together and make sure this happens. But 
I want everybody to get a pencil sharpener with my name on it and my birth date and my death date and uh, spell it correctly because that'll <laughs> I will not be happy about that if my my name is not spelled correctly I do like my name best spelt uh, Amy A-M-Y C for my middle initial and Nichols, N-I-C-H-O-L-L-S. The double L is huge as its signature, and it's the one thing that everybody always gets wrong when they're taking down my name. And it doesn't matter if I spell it out for them. If I'm literally saying it to them, they consistently just override what I say, and they spell it wrong anyway. So it will matter because that's that's my family, and it will be my legacy in some ways because because I don't have kids. And so if you're to have, like, a little urn of Amy, that's going to be your urn, a little pencil sharpener full of scraps of a pencil that I will, that I will be one day. So that's my new passion, making marks. And I will say that... You know, as I'm going to wrap this up here and now, I was I was hoping for like a good sweet like half hour episode, you know, really brief for for me. Um, and I get to go off with Rico and do some wood carving, which is going to be really fun. And I, I will actually share that today on the podcast page um, that, you know, I. I love wood carving. That's that's something that I feel is easy. It it uplifts my affinities in a way that that I can really fully put myself into and and find ease of medium. But calligraphy isn't. And I know this is going to be a long road and I know it's going to be a very powerful road. And I think that and I'm going to do it with video so that everybody can track it. And this might actually be the way that I, I actually have a YouTube page. Because I, you know, I, I want to I wanna utilize all the things that I I pay for. I pay for so much, guys. Like, I pay for an Adobe suite. I, I don't use half of it. I don't even use a fraction of it. Like I mean, I guess I use a fraction of it. I use Photoshop. And I have used Premiere Pro. And, um... But I, but I don't use their sound systems. I'm on Audacity right now, which I find easy, and it's doing the job. But I, I, I want to invest in these things, and I want to learn how to do them better. You know, I want to grow in so many different ways. And, you know, I, I just I want to illustrate to all of you that the beginnings suck, especially the points where your energy has been arrested and what worked before doesn't work anymore and you're on a different frequency. And, you know, I, I asked a question. I, I kind of touched on it a little bit with uh, Mike in, in last week's episode, but I asked on a Facebook tattoo forum if anyone who is Christian or non-Christian has ever been stuck in tattooing where it doesn't it doesn't feel the same anymore and how they grappled with that was it scripture was it 
Was it a reassessment? Like, what did they have to do? Did they structure their business differently? As Mike and I discussed, it it felt like something that required some bravery. I I just have been in a point where I don't really... It's not that I don't care. I'm just not going to entertain the haters anymore just because, you know, I, I, I actually feel for them. I have compassion for them. I understand what it is to be searching and be frustrated and to need to lash out. I've done it. I've done it a lot. I still do it. You know, we're flawed. We're human. But I figured I really wanted an answer. And one of the best answers I got was somebody who I don't even think is a believer. I don't even think is Christian. But she said, you know, I view tattooing as an energy exchange And it seems that you're on a different energy frequency. And sometimes those things can be very arresting. I'm not quoting her verbatim, by the way. Um, But she said, you know, you, you might have to recalibrate. And once you recalibrate, I think you'll be able to come back to tattooing refreshed, knowing exactly what to do, exactly how you want to structure everything and who you want to do it with. And this period right now, guys, now that I have my two new focuses in, in learning, I, I feel very positive about, about getting back to tattooing in a way that I feel very integral. I think this is the key. I think it's going to unlock so much. And I also think it's going to bring a needed amount of discipline into my life that has been lacking for honestly about four years now. And if I really, really reflect most of my adult life, I, I want that guys, because I think that discipline is what people respect in others. When you can look at somebody and you can say, wow, you know, no matter when I, I, I go to this person, there's this consistency you know, I think I've been that with, with people in some regard and that I've always been very loving, very opening or very open and, uh, always, always, always wanting to seek betterment. But I don't think I always had the tools to advise that wisely. And, you know, that's part of what starting this podcast was all about, you know, being a good mentor, being somebody who, could, when asked for advice, and I do know it's important to ask for it now, unsolicited advice does not go well. And I've, I've had that shown to me in the past four years too. Lost a few friends as a result, but I want to be able to give good advice because when I reflect on things, I think I really was earnest and I gave the advice that I had at the time but I can sincerely see how it sent people off into many directions that probably weren't good. And whilst that advice was good for me, it's not good for everyone. And so I, I want to keep being able to advise people in the best way. And I know that it's going to take me putting blinders on and just creating a discipline for myself that's really necessary and will heal a lot of the wounds that I have that 
have been acquired recently and also some perpetual things that I have suffered from my whole life. So I'm going to walk backwards, everyone, and I'm going to enjoy this what looks like a beautiful day outside. I think the lawn got mowed because I don't really hear it anymore. Uh, maybe you guys do. I don't know. Maybe you didn't hear it at all. <laughs> maybe that was just me uh, pre-apologizing. I don't know. But I hope that everybody, after they listen this, really seizes the day and takes this as a call to reflect, center yourself around what your heart really is asking for, and just start. Just start something, even if it feels awful, even if you're horribly bad at it. <laughs> and get back to playing, get back to dreaming, and move. Don't, you know, you don't have to move radically. But just move towards something that you know really matters so that you don't regret the time. I love you listeners. God bless. Have a great rest of the week. Thanks for listening. You can find The Apprenticeship Diaries on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Our IG is the underscore apprenticeship underscore diaries. If you would like to offer constructive criticism or an interview, drop us an email at theapprenticeshipdiaries at gmail.com. We, we look, look forward, forward to hearing, hearing from, from our, our listeners. listeners.